everybody. Welcome to Spooky Shit. Hi, guys. Welcome to Spooky Shit. Welcome to Spooky Shit. Today, we're going to talk about uh, ghosts. Ghosts. Yeah. Like classic spooks. We should have really been talking about this earlier because Brandy had a total like ghost encounter. Which, you know, she hasn't resurfaced. So I think I'm safe. But she, I mean, it's, if you guys don't remember, Brandy heard a ghost crying in the hallway of her mm-hmm. home. And like, I wouldn't, I don't know, it, um, it, 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 that doesn't sound like an evil ghost to me. No, I wasn't getting evil vibes, but definitely, like, creepy, something I haven't heard before, like, something I didn't really have evidence of before myself, personally, and now I do. Mm. Now I have a story. So, thanks yeah, for that, good. crying ghost. I thought I heard a ghost, um, outside my window for the past couple of nights, but it was like a, a cat. Oh. And it was like going, Meow! so we texted our landlord and we're like, does this cat belong to anyone? It's snowing outside. We're scared for the cat. So we tried to chase down the cat a couple of times. We went out and we tried to go find the cat and uh, he kept running away. He or she or they. And um, yeah. And then we just uh, last night I woke up in the middle of the night and the cat was just like so loudly having sex right outside our window. It yeah, was disgusting. That's what they do. Yeah. It was, um... Those what? ghost moans are just the calls of a horny, horny cat. <laughs> yeah, just... cats make noises that aren't just fucking meow. They no. make weird shit. Meow is a stereotype. It is. I mean, I've seen the YouTube videos where they're like, meow, 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 meow. But that's, like, <laughs> cuter than, like, like sex moans. Yeah, it was pretty disgusting. And we're we, the whole time we were like, we got to save this cat. This cat's going to die out here in the snow. Nah, he was just trying to fuck. I think That's it's all. actually the girl cats that do that. Oh, okay, she. I mean, yeah. good for her. Empowerment. She was like, I need a cat dick. She needs just that outside over cat. and over again. Basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never seen a ghost, um, but my mom used to work at a haunted museum. So I've got some ghost stories from that. I don't know if that's interesting. Haunted by what? The people who used to live there. So she used to work at the Hart Museum, which was a museum owned by this country, country Western, no, this uh, Western silent film star, William S. Hart, who's like the famous person from Canyon Country, California. And uh, yeah. Um, And yeah. there's a lot they had like this whole file of ghost stories there because he just hung out they weren't mean or anything they just were just like still hanging out in their house oh. and uh one time my mom my mom would have to go into this house and open it up and close it alone every day and uh one time she came in and she heard people singing carols in the piano room upstairs like a lot it sounded like a party of people oh shit yeah and she was she got really scared and she was she just screamed like stop i'm scared and they stopped oh yeah that's kind of cool yeah it was, like they're not bad it, they just were hanging out and yeah. like guests would always report that they could uh see they could like feel his dogs because he was a dog guy he had a lot of dogs like running past their ankles and stuff down the hallway which is cute yeah that's kind of cute that- yeah I, I like I like the idea that they're they don't mean to freak you out and they're like oh sorry we were just having a party it's like just their house yeah didn't- and they're like oh whoops like didn't know uh, Mrs Harris was walking around <laughs> well the thing is like also 
they get the William S. Hart gave his house to be a museum. So it's not like it was against his will that people be in there all the time. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to be upset about it. He's just like, let's hang out. Let's sing some songs. Why can't everyone hang out with me? Yeah. So and they kept all the original furniture and stuff. So that probably and all his mm-hmm. clothes. So that probably adds to it. It's like he's like, but all my shit is here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, ghost dogs are probably the best kind of ghost you could have. Yeah, I mean, what could they... I mean, I guess they could bite you, but why? They, like... No. It's fine. Not ghost dogs. They don't no, do that. They're just gonna hang. They just want pets. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. One time, my mom's best friend, who also worked there and was alone, she felt like her hand was being, like, forced to stroke the air, like a dog was there, like at dog level. Like, she wasn't controlling her hand. It was just, like stroking the dog which i'm like <laughs> what a great use of your dog powers i mean the your dog's dog powers. like i can control your body you must pet me <laughs> i can make you pet me <laughs> so it's sinister and adorable at the same time sin adorable mm. do- i'm sorry for trying that <laughs> uh i like it i like yeah. these uh these new terms Sindorable the dog that hangs out and forces you to pet him. It's not <laughs> it's not exactly ethical, but you know, it's cute. Yeah, it's whatever. I mean, this guy was like super weird too. He buried all his horses and gave them these giant gravestones that are like a little taller than me. So like six foot tall gravestones out behind his house. Yeah. That's a little weird. I mean, he just loved them. They were the horses were in the movies with him. You know, yeah. actually, I've seen the Lord of the Rings behind the scenes where they talk about horses for two hours. I get that connection. You watched, horse. E- you watched every minute of that. Yeah, it's like two hours long. <laughs> I fucking love it. It's for yeah. it's for the second movie where they have all the horses. Yeah. And they're just like, here's all the great things that happened with the horses and how Viggo Mortensen bought like 80 of them after the <laughs> filming. <sighs> God, Viggo's a horse man. He really is beautiful horse man. I mean, they talk about horse girls all the time, but uh, they don't talk about the horsemen, which there, there are many. There are some strong horsemen in our world. Yeah, some they beautiful horsemen. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> can you guys tell that I didn't do any work to write the intro for this particular cast? Write intros, please. <laughs> I know what we do. We don't do that. First of all, I I don't write anything ever. Mm. But the thing is, like, honestly, ghosts kind of scare me. And they shouldn't because my mom's told me all these positive stories. But when I would go hang out in the old mansion, I would be so fucking scared there because my mom would leave because she had to go to work. She's like, stay in my office. And her office was in the house. It was like this old... No. Yeah, it was like this old office and like the lights didn't fucking work sometimes and we were someone right next- died in there like <laughs> the- <laughs> we were the- right next to like a staircase that went up to the attic and she's like, "Oh, no one goes in there. We don't know what's up there." I'm like, "Mom!" <laughs> and the hallway was dark cuz she would turn off the lights cuz they had to conserve energy cuz it was the original lighting from like 1920. <laughs> um yeah, ghosts are actually really scary to me. Yeah. I, like, firmly believe they exist. Of all the things, I'm like, eh, maybe, blur, blur, blur. I'm like, ghosts freak me out, and demons scare the shit out of me. And demons are, like, adjacent to ghosts, so. Okay, but do you you believe in demons, too? You know, 
they scare me. I don't know. Yeah. Like, ghosts makes more sense to me. Maybe just really mean ghosts more than demons. But, like, horror movies or creepy stories that have to do with demons just, like, fuck me up. Oh, yeah, because so, they're, they're evil. They're fucking... They're evil. Yeah, yeah. No. It makes sense. So, maybe I believe in them because they scare me so bad, but... Mm. With my brain trying to be logical, I'm like, okay, ghosts, sure, demons, no, but I'm so scared of them. <laughs> well, believing in demons means that you kind of believe in hell. But I don't really. Yeah. So uh, I'm just maybe I'm just conditioned by horror movies. Oh yeah, I mean, I first of all, I hate horror movies. You told me to research The Conjuring's real story for this, which I did, but I could yeah. not watch that movie. Guess what? Oh. Couldn't watch it. No, uh, I'm doing, uh, spoiler alert, I'm doing Amityville Horror, and I yeah. also did not watch that movie, because, sorry, Fuck. scary Fuck no. shit. No. I watched a trailer, and I was like, I've seen enough. I yeah. know. I, I don't need this. E yeah. Like, I'll watch it if it's really campy and from the 80s. Like, I actually do really love the Poltergeist. Poltergeist is kind of fun, but it does scare me a little, so that's like a Halloween fave for me. Yeah, I'm but more if it's... into like The Shining. I need that. Yeah, yeah. I can do like a psychological guy going crazy, but if Fine. it's like demons all up in your house and you did nothing to cause them to come, mm. they just show up. Mm -mm. I'm like, I'm gone, dude. Paranormal activity is the worst thing I've ever seen. I live in a house. I live in a house too. <laughs> I also go to sleep. Oh God! Fuck! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, um, I'm not going to go to some random haunted hotel in Colorado and stay there for six months. Six months? I, isn't that what they do in The Shining? It's like... Oh, you're right. Well, yeah. he, that's, he needs the job. Yeah, well... <laughs> I would rather starve in my shitty apartment in Los Angeles. Yeah. Well, Brandy, you live a glamorous life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just pick up dog shit in the snow. Which I enjoy. Oh, you don't just leave it like all the other New Yorkers do? No. Listen, I am a professional dog <laughs> carer. I will pick up your dog shit. That's uh, very good. That's very important. Thank you. So yeah. would you like to talk about The Conjuring? Yeah. Yeah. We don't need like a general info one on this because people know what ghosts are. There's Guys. Okay. Ghosts. Fine. Here's my general info. Ghosts are there and they exist and if you want to know more about ghosts, like, try to summon one. Actually, I would suggest... No. Yeah, Brandy no, shaking your head. That. Yeah, no. I would say no, don't summon because you might get a demon. Yeah. So maybe just, like, go to, like, a, a Civil War graveyard or, like, an old haunted boat. Or uh, a haunted cowboy museum. Haunted cowboy museum. Yes. You'll definitely see something that's mm. going to give you all the information you can get about ghosts. Unfortunately, they don't really tell us a lot, so we don't know. It's not like the aliens who are having these communications with people all the time. I have no idea what their agenda are, is. They, they seem just like, a lot of them just seem kind of confused. I mean, wouldn't you be? You're dead and then you're like floating around in the future. Yeah. We, yeah. don't, we don't know. They don't seem to have any sort of message for us. But mm -hmm. uh, they're there and they're freaky. They're there and they scare our brains. Mm. So I don't know how many people who are listening to this, all the millions of people that listen to our podcast, um, have seen The Conjuring. I sure haven't. But I would love... <laughs> 
to talk about <laughs> the real story behind it. So The Conjuring is a 2013 movie about a uh, sort of a haunted how a haunting um there's possessions, there's childlike ghosts whispering mm. um and it all happens to a family that lives in a farmhouse, family five daughters, mom and dad. It does Whoa. not does not go well. Does not go well. What 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 made you, what scared you there? The five Just daughters? A, yeah, five daughters in a farmhouse. It's <laughs> a lot was, of daughters. This is the seventies, it was a different time. Oh my god, mine happened in the seventies too. What was up with the seventies? Oh, I'm gonna tell you right now that ours are both cases that the Warrens um y- did you read about the Warrens, the paranormal investigators? Yes, big yeah. I'm not gonna talk about them though. I oh, okay. Well both this the the conjuring story which doesn't really have a name and the amityville horror house are both the paranormal investigations conducted by the warrens so that's mm-hmm. why we have information on them the warrens are um ed and lorraine warren who are paranormal investigators they're famous mostly for the amityville horror but this was the conjuring house was another case they took over mm-hmm. um so the family that was haunted in the film, the Perons, parents, parents, damn it. I should know how to say this last name. Just go with the parents. They're the parents. You know what? The parents say that The Conjuring, the film, was uh, is is uh, a basically a true story. Hmm. The film, that there are liberties taken and a few discrepancies, but it is what it claims to be. It's a true story. And that was the youngest daughter that said that. The youngest daughter of this family also wrote a book about her experiences in this house, this haunted house. So I'll be talking about that too. Um, so basically, here's what happened. This family of seven. Do you like how long it took me to add two and five <laughs> together? It's uh, hard. It's hard. <laughs> lived in this house uh, in Harrisville, Rhode Island. Uh, they moved in in 1970. Hmm. And uh, they had some... Like, they noticed some things happening. Um, the children would tell their parents about, like, spirits they saw that interacted with them, but they're just like, oh, that's just whatever. Are these, like, really young daughters at this point? There, There's a teenager one, and then, like, so there's one that's, like, 15 and then down from there. Just so like 15 is the littles. oldest. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of littles. So the littlest one got the most interaction, actually, and she's the one who wrote the book. You know what? That's always That always happens. They go for the little ones. Yeah, because they, I mean, little, little people, uh, <laughs> children mm. see, <laughs> uh, have like imaginary friends anyway, you know? Yeah. They, and they're like open-minded. So they're like, oh, let me talk to this little child. Yeah. Um, so they heard that the youngest daughter, it, one particular thing she heard, um, was many voices talking in unison in the night and saying the phrase to her. There are seven dead soldiers buried in your walls over and over again. Oh, no. <laughs> so she just told her family that, yeah, there was also strange noises, pictures falling, levitating beds, all that sort of shit. Wait, that she saw? Just her? No, no, no. Everyone experienced this, but mostly the ghosts actually talked to Andrea, the youngest daughter. Did they not try to open a wall? What do you mean open a wall? They said seven dead soldiers in your walls? I mean, I don't know if the parents really believed their daughter, because she was so young. Ah! Yeah. No, because there are, there are freaking murderers who have done that. Like, hidden bodies in the walls of houses. Like, you can do that. You can fit one in there. Well, 
I gotta tell you, this house may be cursed. Oh, shit. Okay, so one incident that really, like, it got the family to call the paranormal investigators, the Warrens that I talked mm-hmm. about. Um, so basically, Carolyn Perrin was uh, sitting on a sofa in her fucking haunted house that she doesn't know is haunted. And she feels like a piercing type pain in her calf and a muscle spasm. And so she looked down and she noticed a puddle of blood at the point of impact. Um, and there was like this big puncture in her leg that the wound was a, a perfectly concentric circle as if a large sewing needle had impaled her skin. But there was no... She she said she looked for bees. I don't know why you would do that. That's too big of a wound for a bee to do. But it just appeared in her skin, basically, and her leg was bleeding. Wait, was she inside or outside? She was inside on the couch. She was, And there was, like, no random, like, sharp shits coming out of the floor or anything? She didn't see that, no. So, this is from Andrea's book, The Youngest Daughter's Book. Yeah. That's bad. When they're, like, actually yeah. hurting you physically, that's bad. Actually, the the mother got physically harmed a lot. Oh, God. Yeah. So this is what mm, led them to call the investigators. And uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, this is the part where it gets a little dicey. Mm. Um, So basically they come in and they find out some history about the house. And they find out that there was a woman named Bathsheba Sherman who lived there in... Wait, hold on. I got this date written down somewhere. I want to say, yeah, 1844. And uh, Bathsheba Sherman had four children, but three jo- died when they were infants, and uh, which happened a lot yeah. like, back in the day. It's not that weird. But she was also caretaking for a child one time, and uh, it, it died in her care. So she went to court, and uh, the examiners found that the child had died... Um, by a a stab wound through her neck that looked like it was the size of a sewing needle. Oh, what? Yeah, so uh, Bathsheba got tried for that, but they couldn't find any evidence, so they let her go. So this rumor started in the neighborhood that she was a witch, because that's what people automatically went to, right? Mm -hmm. And um, they're like, she's a witch, and she sacrificed that child to the devil, so that's the history of this house. So the paranormal investigators, the Warrens, were like, okay, so sewing needle in the mom's leg and mm-hmm. sewing needle in this baby's neck, maybe that's the same person. Maybe. Yeah, and no- nothing to do with this lady because it was already present when she was taking care of this child. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. They They could never figure that out. In the film, they make the the comparison they like have the Bathsheba lady there like haunting her or whatever and uh, Carolyn did um report that she saw ooh um Bathsheba but who knows because there's no pictures of her so um Carolyn the mother so Carolyn she saw like a, a, a woman appear in the house yes but and she said it was Bathsheba but this was after the Warrens told her that it could be Bathsheba after she got her wound. So she saw Bathsheba floating above her, hovering above her in bed one night and uh, saying, get out, get out. I'll drive you out with death and gloom. Hmm. And uh, she was described as being a horrific looking woman. You think you'd listen. 
Well, the thing is, they didn't have money to move out. Five daughters. Five daughters. It took them seven years to leave after these incidents. Oh, my God. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So they think Bathsheba is sacrificed a child to the devil. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're like, and now she's bothering this lady. I don't know. They say it's maybe because of jealousy. These are all accusations made by the Warrens who performed a seance to get her out of there. Get her out of there. But um, Andrea says, the youngest daughter who wrote the book, she says the Warrens did a seance in their house. And uh, she said that it went really wrong, though. She's very vague on this, but she says that the seance opened a door that the family was not able to close. And the hauntings got worse from there on. You know, I've heard of that. Like, you don't close the portal with the board or whatever. You, like, if you break hands or something. Like, there's all these weird rules with seances that can just, like, open a portal to demon hell. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, that's not that weird. Yeah, I mean, like... A bad idea to do it i feel like because <laughs> you're just like hi come and talk to us and then go away like well she's the not Warrens gonna go away aren't catholic priests so they couldn't perform an exorcism so they're just like why don't we just hear him out why don't we just hear bathsheba out whatever i mean okay in the film <laughs> um she the the mother gets possessed by bathsheba actually which makes sense. Uh, they would do that in a movie, but I don't think it happened in real life. Yeah. Um, and even the the legend of the witch Bathsheba, it's kind, it was always kind of a rumor. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did live there, and she's buried there on the in the graveyard. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so it's not really proven that this witch caused all these problems um or that it was this particular spirit um it could have been like one spirit of many in the home that wanted the mother out so she could be the mistress um she might have had ghostly romantic inklings toward the father i don't know but there were other but the children had had um said they saw like ghost children whispering in the hallway to them and stuff so are those bathsheba too i don't know she are those been... bathsheba's kids maybe but uh, three of her kids died and were, ch- but they infancy. died as babies yeah not children one, one grew to adulthood and took over the farm but mm. so maybe they're i don't know I don't where, know. We, yeah, where are these kids coming from? Where are the soldiers from? Like, yeah, the soldiers is so weird. There's no more information on that. Andrea's book is just uh, uh, her experience, so she has no answers. Yeah. So the Warrens tried to put together some answers, and they came up with Bathsheba. But even then, it's like, I don't know. I mean, there's also some uh, information that Andrea collected. Um where she asked a local historian about Bathsheba and he said that she Bathsheba treated the help badly and starved and beat the the staff of the farm so those children might be children of the staff that lived on the farm okay so that's so something. She, there was like a lot of people in this house that could yeah, have died yeah it's there. a big it's a big like farmhouse yeah. yeah and there's been generations and generations of people and there's the fact that i don't know if i told you this probably not um that Bathsheba is said to have been a witch who cursed all 
who lived in the house after she died in 1863. But that's conjecture, too. Hmm. That'd be interesting if, like, it was her first and then all these other ghosts are, like, the people who were cursed by her and are stuck there. Yeah, everyone who lived after her is said to have been cursed. Yeah. Because also, the parents, the family that lived in this house, left after seven years, which, mm-hmm. holy shit, they lived in that house for seven years. Oh, my And God. they moved to Florida and they said they still had supernatural events happen to them in Florida. So maybe Ooh. the curse followed them. I don't know. Wait. So what else happened to this late, like, Car- Carolyn? Carolyn? Oh, Carolyn? You said, Gigi. like, it fucked with her a lot, other than puncturing her in the leg? <laughs> um, hold on. Yeah, she got visited by her. Um, it said, I mean, it happens in the film, and Andrea does talk about this in her book, but it's said to, Bethesda is said to have, not Bethesda, that's someone else. That's a Beth- game studio. Bathsheba is said to have uh, possessed her at some point. But, yeah, I don't know. There's not um, there's not that many, like, really clear details, hmm. especially about Carolyn. There's way more details about Andrea, the youngest daughter. Yeah. Um, but, they, but they, in the trailers for this movie, the family is in the fucking trailers for The Conjuring. And they're like, this is the real-ass story. This happened to us whatever so that's pretty cool but yeah mm. and they say the movie was pretty accurate wow mm-hmm. that's freaky it's freaky and, and I don't so like they just it. ran away and they were like goodbye house after seven years yeah it took them the, but they, it started immediately the hauntings and yeah continued they just couldn't afford to leave yeah and it it like got worse once the warrens came in and opened a portal <laughs> jeez but then Andrea kind of stopped reporting mm. about it. I don't know. It's like, I definitely believe this, but I don't know. I just, I just go ahead and believe it. I'm like, where's, where's the harm in it? I don't know about Bathsheba. Like, yeah. that seems just like a weird connection that they pulled out of their ass. And especially since, like, it was 1844 and she may or may not have killed a child. And she may or may not have been a witch. Yeah. Maybe a child just died and they were like, witch! <laughs> well, they found, they found the puncture. It's like there's historical records saying they found the puncture wound that looks like the size of a sewing needle. Hmm. Maybe she yeah. did kill this baby. But this, the offering the child to the devil thing is nothing. It's just a rumor. Yeah. She could have just killed the baby because she wanted to. Which is evil. And maybe that kind of yeah. evilness makes you into a ghost. Who knows? I don't know. Hmm. But there was no evidence that they could find that she actually did it. No. They didn't have anything back then. That's like... hmm. I guess you're innocent until proven guilty kind of thing. I mean, they didn't have DNA. How could they prove it? Because there was other... There was like servants in the house. Could have been one of them. Nobody confessed anything. She was a woman with money. And they... What are they going to do? I mean, I could dredge up a motive if she's a woman who's, like, had three babies die on her and she's got this, like, vengeful attitude towards other people and they're not dead babies. Uh, yeah, probably. But maybe you're a better lawyer. (laughs) Well, just take me back to 1855. Put me on trial. Oh, God. I'll win that case for the prosecution. You better. No, Mm. um, yeah, so it could have... 
it could have been that. It, I mean, her, the fact that her name is Bathsheba just makes me think she's a witch anyway. I mean, it's pretty witchy. That's a freaking um, witch name. Bathsheba. You only name your daughter that if you're like, I want my daughter to be a witch and I want her to kill children with sewing needles. Like, why not just name her Beth, you know? Or even just, Bath. Yeah. Well, you don't need all the rest. Bathsheba. Witch name all over it. I don't like it. Anyway, that's the story of The Conjuring or the Perron family house thing. Haunting. Yeah, but I am excited to hear about Amityville Horror and I'm also scared. I don't like uh, (laughs) it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So if you didn't guess, the theme of our episode is hauntings that inspired movies. Oh my God. Have we not said that yet? I'm out of my I don't think so. I'm out of my fucking mind. So, yeah, I think the Warrens went to this one, too. You said that. Yeah. Uh, I think they came up with some stuff that was dumb, so I didn't put it in here. <laughs> I know. A lot of it is dumb. A lot I was of it like, is dumb. I think, I think they said some stuff I, that was just, like, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm not going to talk about them. But, Amityville hunting. So, this all starts with a murder. And mm. our podcast is not about murders. I'm going to go through it kind of quick. Okay. But it's, uh, that's why this house is haunted. So in, well, maybe not why. Maybe it was always haunted. Anyway, November 13th, 1974 in Amityville, New York, Ronald DeFeo bursts into this bar screaming like, my parents have been shot. <laughs> and they're like, oh shit. So they all go back to his house, which is like this beautiful colonial house it's like huge it's got a boathouse and it's got a pool Mm. right they're like very wealthy i can see it people in amityville so they show up and they see ronald defeo 44 years old the dad and louise defeo 42 the mom dead in their bed oh and then they found his four siblings don who was 18 allison who was 13 mark who was 12 and John Matthew, who was nine, no, John Matthew, all dead in their beds, and they were all on their stomachs and shot. And the what parents the were shot twice, and the kids were shot once. And there were no signs of a struggle. There was like no signs of any of them getting up. They were like in their beds, and then they died there, like execution style shots. Did Ronald kill them? So he claimed that he wasn't home during the murders. But oh. then the police found a gun box for a thirty-five Marlin rifle in his room. Oh, God. And then he confessed everything. <gasps> so, there, yeah. He he killed all of them. Oh, my he, God. He, and he tried to pin it on his sister and all this weird stuff. Her, his like, dead sister? Yeah, he tried to pin it on her and say that she killed everyone and he killed her for doing that or something. Oh. But they didn't find any evidence of that. They were like, uh, there was gunpowder on her, but it was from the the barrel of the gun, so she couldn't have shot anybody. She oh was God. shot. Um, so there was this big old trial, and he was found guilty for all the murders. Yeah. Right? But the weird thing was, there's no explanation for how one person could kill six people in this, like, upscale residential community... And no one heard the shots. Yeah. Like, it was an unsilenced rifle. Like, they found the rifle and it didn't have any any silencer or whatever on it. He killed them one by one, all in different bedrooms. 
Oklahoma. None of them woke up and like got out of yeah. bed. And mm. none of the neighbors heard anything. Mm. So there was no yeah, and there was no sign of a struggle and then there was no sign of the family being like drugged or anything. And then they also didn't find that the bodies were moved at all. So it's not like they were running around freaking out and then he shot them all and put them in bed. They were oh. they didn't move at all. What the f- So it's weird. Uh, here's like a little tidbit that helps us get into the haunting. So he first pleaded not guilty by reason of of insanity, saying that he heard voices that (laughs) that uh, mate like were telling him to kill his family. Oh, and then like on the night of the murders, like he he went out of control and it made him kill them. Oh, Mm -mm. but the jury rejected that and they sentenced him to six life terms in prison. I mean, like, so, yeah, but they didn't believe that, but that's what he said. He was also trying to get out of, you know, getting sentenced, but that's what he said. Did he have, like, a history of mental illness? Like, I think he was, he had a history of drug use. Okay, well, that doesn't help And his his parents were, like, abusive. Oh. Yeah. His parents were abusive, but why would you kill all your your nine-year-old brother oh because you're fucked up yeah so cut like i don't know much about the murders but cut to 1975 the lutz family oh and uh george and kathleen they find this really nice house and it's a steal don't do it it's only eighty thousand dollars for this beautiful house in new york so many people died there yeah newsflash six people got murdered there they're, they went and then they went to their kids. So they, they had three kids Daniel, who was nine, Christopher, who was seven, and Missy, who was five. So you got a little one there. Yeah, a little. Lil. Mm-hmm. And um, they were like, You guys mind we're living in, in a murder house? And they're like, mm, It's cool. So <laughs> they bought it. And they uh, um, were a little iffy about it. So they were like, You know what? Let's just have the house blessed by a Catholic priest. Good idea always a bad idea what (laughs) if you've learned anything from a haunting on the sci-fi channel one of my favorite ghost tv programs (laughs) that blessing a house does shit it just makes them mad (gasps) what you have to do you have to exercise the house but they just had like like a priest going around with the with the fucking holy water and shit yeah yeah yeah. does nothing just makes it just pisses them off yeah yeah so this priest goes in there and he blesses the whole house. And then when he, he comes back down, he's like, uh, you know, I felt something really strange in this one upstairs bedroom. Oh, no. And they were like, oh, that room? We're like, well, we were going to use it as a sewing room. We weren't going to have it as a bedroom. And he was like, that's good. Just make sure no one sleeps there. <laughs> and they were like, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. So what he didn't tell them was when he went in that room... He heard a deep male voice oh. yell at him to say, get out. And then he got slapped in the face. Oh, by my like an unseen fucking force. God. Yeah. And then he just told them, like, don't have anyone sleep there. <laughs> and oh. then when he left, he got sick with flu-like symptoms and his hands, like, blistered up and, like, got bloody. Oh. Which is just weird. After he left? After he left. I yeah. hate this. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was the bedroom of Mark and John Matthew DeFeo. So the littlest 
no. the youngest boys who got killed. Oh, God. Yeah. So uh, he didn't tell them any of this. This all came out after like the whole haunting thing and they were like making books about it and they were like oh talk to that priest so uh yeah Mm. bad news already so strange things start happening like almost immediately so there's some normal ghost shit of like random cold spots in the house you know Mm -hmm. uh weird vibes yeah. They would, like, just smell random odors that would appear and then, like, disappear. And specifically smells of perfume and shit. Well, I mean, sometimes you there's shit smells in your house. And it's just because someone yeah. laid down a big one. And you, there's, like, a big-ass house. You don't know what drafts are going on. But they, yeah. they got weird perfumes and shits. Well, sometimes so, to cover up the big shits, you put on the perfume. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think that's that weird. Do you think that's weird? I don't. I mean, hasn't everyone shit in the corner of that one hallway and then been like, "Whoops!" and put some perfume on it? And you- Dude, if you did that in your hallway, maybe that's why the ghost was crying. <laughs> you know what? Maybe. <laughs> um, sorry, I should spray more perfume in there. Uh, <laughs> they heard like weird sounds, like all this stuff. B- gross. Also, the house was plagued by like swarms of flies. Bad. Even though they moved in in the winter. Bad news. Like, flies to me means not ghosts, but demons. <sighs> Why? Because, like, Lord of Flies is like a... Isn't there, like, a fly demon or something? <laughs> or, like, a, I, there's, like, a demon that, like, attracts flies. It's, like, dead body kind of thing. Like, they're gross. It's okay. bad. Okay. I believe uh, you. It's a whole thing. So, let me first talk about Kathy. Kathy was the mom. Love you, Kath. And... She, weirdly enough, would feel the sensation of being embraced in a loving manner. Hate. Like, by an unseen thing, which is interesting. But she also had vivid nightmares about the murders, and, like, she would see the order in which they took place and the rooms where they took place. About the murders that had happened all these times. Oh, God. Yeah, she would have nightmares about them, which maybe it's just because she was living in this house and was thinking about them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a pretty famous case because, like, it's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, weird things where she she claims that she would, like, wake up from a deep sleep and look at her face and she had, like, this old hag face. Oh, fuck. She's back. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the Lutz children, who have never done this before, started sleeping on their stomachs. No. Which was the way the bodies were found. Oh, my. Yeah. I just think it's weird that she was, like, being hugged but when all this gross, weird crap was happening. She was had, that like, the only positive thing? Yeah. Yeah, everything oh, wow. else is bad. And I feel like, I don't know, There, I think she thought that it, she was being hugged by the mom, like, the DeFeo mom. Oh. Like, ghosts, because there's... It could have been, the like, the victim's ghost doing things, and then also whatever the evil ones that were fucking up, like, the murderer, Ronald's yeah. mind, together in this one place. Hmm. But I don't know. So, that was the one thing that was kind of nice. Yeah. So, uh, Missy, the little one, <sighs> she, <laughs> uh, had, well, had an imaginary friend. Yeah, of course. Mm-mm. And she said she, it, uh, it was an angel. It was an angel that lived in her room named it. Jody. 
Jody. Who's who's Jody? Jody is her angel friend. Okay, but okay. But also, Jody wasn't always a pretty angel. Sometimes Jody came in the form of a large pig with red eyes. Okay. That's not so bad. Of course, and that's what an angel named Jody looks like. <laughs> a death pig from demon hell. Okay, okay. So this is why you believe in demons now. Well, we got a pig named Jody. Yeah. So <laughs> George and Kathy once claimed that they saw two red eyes peering at them from her bedroom window. I hate that. I yep. hate that. And oh. so uh, George the dad i'll talk about him but there was one time when he was outside in the middle of the night and he saw a pig standing behind missy in her bedroom window oh and then he ran up to her room and he found her fast asleep but there was a rocking chair in her room that was swaying back and forth i hate that i (laughs) so uh yeah also, they found cloven hoof prints in the snow outside their house. This Jody, come on! What's Jody's your deal? All, she's all over the place. God, she moves fast for a pig. Dude, pigs are fast. Pigs also, just want to lay around. Well, this pig had weird <laughs> agendas. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. So let me talk about George. George had a rough time. This is mm. Dad. Okay. So. He started to, like, seclude himself from the family a lot. Uh, he he said that, like, when he was in the house, he could just never get warm. He was always Ugh. cold. And so he was, like, he obsessed over the fireplace and, like, always kept the fire on. Yeah. And then he started mysteriously waking up at 3.15, like, in the morning, every single day. Which he discovered later... Was about the same time the murders happened. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, oh, I <laughs> so, uh, and then he started hearing things. So he heard the door slamming in the middle of the night, and no one else in the house would hear it. Like they had a dog, and even the dog wouldn't wake up. Okay. Uh, then he would hear a sound like he describes it like a clock radio playing on not quite the right frequency. Oh, so like in the fuck middle. Fuck you. Mhm. So when oh. he would go downstairs to check it out, the noise would stop. Uh and then he <laughs> This one is weird. This one was like, okay, this is where I'm starting to question some shit. So he was uh walking in his living room and he tripped over a 4-foot high china lion ornament. Which, As you have. Which he had. Okay. But it... <laughs> he tripped over it, and then he found bite marks on his ankle. What? And this ornament was uh, supposed to be in the sewing room. Oh. No. And so he so he put it back in the sewing room, and then it would reappear in the living room after he moved it. Why? The sewing room is fucked. Uh, and then also, like... This one is kind of iffy if it if it was something or not. But then he, other than being just like secluded and kind of singled out, he started getting like more violent towards his family and like would hit his kids, and they started like acting out and all this oh stuff. Oh my god! Yeah, and he he was starting getting weirdly violent. And though it it doesn't really mean anything, 
I looked at pictures of him and Ronald DeFeo. No. They look weirdly similar. No! <laughs> I know. No, it's weird. But no, I mean, they, they were don't. both sporting like the 1970s white dude like beard thing. Oh, so, shit. I don't know. Uh, so the, f- their, the final night that basically got them to just leave, they're like, we're done, <laughs> is that he heard his children's bed slamming up and down on the floor, oh like above God. him and the floor above him, but he couldn't move out of bed to oh do anything, which is a little sleep paralysis-y. But yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he couldn't move out of bed to like do anything about it. And then when he he uh, turned and looked to his wife, she was levitating off the bed and like moving, no, like moving down the bed. And he said he felt something get into bed with them. <gasps> <laughs> so gross. So they were like, oh. "Fuck this!" And the next morning, they the next morning fled the house. Yeah, because I, I, mean, I feel like all this shit was happening to him. Because when he told his, his wife about that, she was like, I don't remember that. Oh, my God. So uh, they left just 28 days after they moved in. They Ugh. all ran away. They left all their clothes in the closet. They left all the food in the fridge. They left everything. <laughs> and they were just like, bye. <laughs> right away. Okay, I have a couple questions. Yeah. Okay, so no, was any, no one was noticing anything but the dad no uh little missy had her imaginary friend friend. does she remember that now does she have she been interviewed yeah yeah i think so um and then the wife had uh the the hugs the hugs yes i forgot about the hugs yeah and she had the nightmares and like the weird old lady face oh come on (laughs) and then the kids in general like everyone in general likes the door slamming and like weird like cupboards opening on their own and that kind of typical stuff uh so here's the things that make you think uh this might all be fake oh so after this the lutz like they what they say is they were like well if this house was crazy haunted then maybe it wasn't ronald defeo's fault for what he did maybe Mm. he was provoked by them so we should go talk to his lawyer and see if it means anything so they talked to him and this guy was already getting a ton of like book offers for this murder story mm-hmm. so he was like fielding all these stories and so he was like well this seems interesting so so they talked to him and what the lawyer claims is that while they were talking to him together they cooked up this entire haunting story oh. that could be like super interesting book like oh. they came to him to talk about some small ghost things and then together they blew it way up out of proportion oh, to wow. be this whole thing um and but the let's say that's a lie completely a lie <laughs> but they, they did meet with him but yeah but they but didn't they... end up making the book with him what they did is they actually uh, agreed to a book project with another guy so they mm. did agree to a book project they got a bunch of money for it well the weird thing is, is that um, they never signed a contract with the the author, so they got like thirty thousand. I'm sorry, three hundred thousand dollars for the book and the movie, but mm. they sold more than six million copies of this book, and the oh. the movie was a huge success. So they probably should have gotten way more. Yeah. So either that was just like a lawyer mishap, but they say it was all true and they just didn't like the lawyer so they went to this other guy to write the book but the lawyer said oh we made it up all together and they just like took those ideas and went to another guy 
Oh, the lawyer helped them make it up. Yeah, the lawyer said he helped oh, make them up. Oh, got it. Yeah. Wow. So, um, but the Lutz is, the Lutzes admit that some of the scenes in the books and movies are like an embellishment. Yeah. Like there's stuff with like weird green slime that they're like, eh, it's like extra. But they they insist that it's based on the truth. So they're like, no, 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 it's all true. There's like some things that are a little extra, but like it's true. But this lawyer is like, they made it all up with me. Now, have there been other... I know that there's been a lot of paranormal research at the Amityville Horror House, as they call yeah. it. Ha- have they come up with anything? Yeah, uh, there's like... I forget if it was the... Wait, the Warrens? The Warrens who did this? Yeah. But they there was like a crew that went in that set up like cameras that took like pictures every like couple minutes. And they got like a really creepy like little boy face peeking out of a like no. a doorway but they were like uh well it could be like a hoax they it could have been just one of their guys like yeah looking at thing whatever um and then they brought some psychics in and this is the thing that i thought was like oh this is stupid because they brought <laughs> some psychics in and they're like oh this house was built on an indian burial ground and no and the like chief was actually buried right here and he's vengeful and he wants them off the property and he won't be satisfied until the house is leveled and all this stuff. And they, so the psychics came in, they said that. And mm. then a spokesperson of the tribe they were trying to attribute that to because they're like a real tribe came yeah. forward and they were like, yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like our, like our, chief would not be like oh fuck you i'm gonna kill you if you don't get off my land also we have no record of any kind of indian burial ground there so fuck you so yeah well they don't even believe in the concept of property yeah i don't know about this tribe and what they do but they were like a chief of ours would never possess a guy and make him kill his whole family he's like that's not what we're about yeah that doesn't so even they were sound... like an evil indian chief made everyone die and they're like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't do that shit yeah so yeah. i was like mm, no uh but so the house has been empty since the 70s when this yeah, happened Yeah, i wouldn't live there even if it was fake sounds scary as shit but it was bought up last June. Oh my god! By whom? For, it was bought Osborne? up for $850,000, by the way. And yeah. I don't know. They won't release who it was or who's living there or whatnot. But uh, someone's got it now. Dude, let's go. Oh my god. It's like super weird. It's this big colonial house. It's got these like big windows on the front that look like eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Amityville Horror House. It's pretty fun. The Conjuring House is like a is a colonial house too. Yeah, it's old shit. It's so old both shit. in like the East Coast too. That's old shit. Yeah, old shit. Um. Okay. What's weird is that even though yours is definitely scarier and more famous, I kind of believe mine a little bit more. Yeah, because mine like I feel like there's too many random things that don't like connect yeah. like why is there this lion that's biting you and also like a pig yeah. demon but also like uh, flies and uh, there's just so many things it feels like maybe they heard voices in door slamming and that kind of shit mm-hmm. and we're like okay this house is haunted and then they made up all this crazy shit yeah and it also might have been like over reported to a point where there's too many stories and like yeah. they're conflating and stuff and Th- there's so many stories like 
it's super weird and the whole all the stuff about the dad like oh he's seeing all these things and he's he's turning into ronald defeo and all this stuff it's like Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) i don't know about that but that murder is the worst thing i've heard the murder is real and that's like awful huh and he he actually went back they they did an interview of him while he was in jail and they were like so what about those weird voices you heard and he was like i made that shit up oh yeah that makes sense (laughs) so he was just trying to get off on the insanity plea well i mean the wow that's big (laughs) um i think i mean with mine it could be all fake too like the family could just be complicit for the money but they they're sticking by their story so far we'll see yeah i mean that i don't know it sounds more like a classic haunting yours is yeah. There's just, like, a lot more of it and, like, weird things. M- mm. Mine sounds like, like, you read a lot of horror books. Yeah, and you're and like, you put this it is together. what ghosts do on top of what was probably some ghost activity and some stuff. Like, mm. I could buy that there's some weird shit because of the fucking murder. Yeah. But, like, weird demon pig angels. Mm. Yours has a better origin story than mine. Mm. But better ooh. by meaning terrible. Ter- oh, shit. I probably didn't say better. A more concrete <laughs> yes. origin story that may- would make sense with haunting. But the haunting itself is a little... Eh. Yeah, know. over the top, I'd say. Not necessarily not real, mm-hmm. but blown out of proportion. Yes. So, I don't... But, mm, I don't but know. yours, I feel like it makes sense because... The haunting doesn't need to be the super specific event. Like we can't know everything that's happened yeah. at that house. Mm. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. I don't really know about the witch. Yeah, eh. a lot of witch stuff is very uh, just sexist, old timey sexism. Yeah, the good old fashioned sexism. Yeah, but that. I mean, there is an unexplained murder of the baby. Yeah, I mean, you don't know. It could have just been like a really horrific accident. Yeah, definitely, like, the baby fell while she was sewing or something, but who, don't know. Bad police work back then. Well, okay, so my bad advice would be to get yourself a pig, try to find (laughs) one with red eyes, and name it Jody, and have it follow you wherever you go. I feel like uh, if you did that, no one would bother you. No one would fucking bother you, ghosts or corporal beings. Yeah, because you got... If Jody's on your side... You got you Jody. You got a friend for life. Seriously. You got a protector. <laughs> you got an angel pig. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. My bad advice is in any house you go, especially an old one, do so many seances. Mm, so Se- many. But like, do a seance. Don't hold hands. Let your candles go out. Have a priest bless things, but only like half-ass blessed. Let it leave it open. Open those doors, you know. Air it out. Like, why are we closing these doors? Just open them up, you know? They're just here to party. They're just here to hang out. You got an old house. Just try to talk with them. See what they want to say. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Guys, we're doing a thing where we want to get your ghost stories. So if you could, like, email them to us, right? Oh yeah. Emailed. yeah. Send us your ghost stories. So I need you to email your ghost stories to spookyshitpod at gmail.com. We have some. Mm-hmm. I'm advertising for them. I'm putting up stickers in Manhattan. 
So if you see one of those, <laughs> please send us your ghost story and we will definitely read it. Like we'll talk about it and we'll talk about whether we believe it or not with all our expert knowledge. We'll probably so believe it, to be honest. I will definitely believe anything you send me. Also, send us hate. Uh, you can DM us at <laughs> Spooky Shit Pod <laughs> if you would rather do that. If you're a Twitter gal, I'm not. And then we got the SpookyShitPod.tumblr.com for all your spooky, spooky needs. Yeah. Thanks for listening, you guys. We're I going love you strong. Guys so much. Please send us emails. Contact us. Love us. Oh my god. You should rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe, everybody. Yeah. And we're Call gonna to action. We're gonna try to upload these every other week now because uh, I got tired. Brandy's so. very tired. Just do all the work, and I don't do anything. So <laughs> she needs time. Yeah. So look for this uh, every other week moving forward. Okay. Love you all. Stay shitty. Be the shit of your life spook the shit out of your butt and if you shit in some random hallway in your house just spritz some perfume no one will notice it's good all right bye goodbye 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 nice